Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This is Basketball History 101 with Rick Loiza. Welcome back to award-winning Basketball History 101, part of the Sports History Network. I am your host, Rick Loiza, and this is the podcast where we bring to life some of the forgotten stories from basketball history. We are bringing old-school basketball to a new-school audience. And today we bring you the story of Tom Gola, the greatest college player of all time. At least, that is what he used to be called. Now, nobody calls him that anymore, but this is a basketball history podcast. And at one time, if you had asked basketball experts which college player was the greatest ever, the answer would have been Tom Gola. He had one of the most successful college careers of all time, and not just on an individual level, but also on a team level. He led his team to the championship game three times in his four years in college. The only other two players to lead their team, and key word, lead their team to three championship games are Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, formerly known as Luel Cinder of UCLA, and Christian Leitner of Duke. That puts Tom Gola in extraordinarily rare company. He started college in the early 1950s. He entered LaSalle University in the fall of 1951. LaSalle was a small Catholic university in Philadelphia. The school was never known as a basketball powerhouse. They had fewer than 1,000 students. So how did a school that small with no significant basketball program to speak of land a six foot six high school All-American like Gola? Now please keep in mind that Gola turned down scholarship offers from nearly 40 other universities, many of which had strong basketball programs. The the answer is really rather easy. Gola attended LaSalle High School, also in Philadelphia. The high school was a Catholic private high school that was directly connected to the university. In fact, the high school team played their home games in the same gym as the university team. Gola really wanted to stay close to home where his friends and family could see him play, so it was easy for him to transition from LaSalle High School to LaSalle University. And he took the college scene by storm. Back in the early 1950s, being six foot six made you a big man. He played power forward and center depending on the situation. So not only was he tall, but he could score and rebound like nobody's business. He set screens, played defense. He was considered to not have a single weakness in his game. He averaged 17 points and 17 rebounds per game, which were monster numbers back then, especially the rebounds. And when it came to scoring and rebounding, he was like a shorter 1950s version of Moses Malone. He was also allowed to play on the varsity all four years that he was on campus. Now you have probably heard me say repeatedly that back in those days, freshmen were not allowed to play on the varsity. They had to play on the freshman team first and could not join the varsity until their sophomore year. Well, because LaSalle University had fewer than 1,000 students, as I previously mentioned, the NCAA allowed freshman exceptions. Therefore, schools that small could let their freshmen play on the varsity. Now, once I found this out in my research, I was surprised that small schools did not use this as a recruiting strategy. Small schools could recruit high school players back then by telling them that at a small school, they could play right away instead of waiting until their sophomore year like at a big school. 
Well, whatever the case, Tom Gola went to LaSalle and played as a freshman. The school had no other player of distinction. It really was the Tom Gola show. And despite not having a bunch of good teammates around him, he took the team all the way to the NIT championship, which was still considered a big deal in 1952. Back then, the NIT was considered by some to be the more prestigious championship. And Tom Gola was voted the MVP of the NIT tournament. As a 19-year-old freshman, he was already considered one of the best players in America. He carried that LaSalle team on his shoulders like a Sherpa climbing Mount Everest. Even though it has now been over 70 years, it is still one of the best freshman seasons of all time at the college level. The only other player that even comes close are Carmelo Anthony, who led Syracuse University all the way to the championship in his only year in college, or Anthony Davis leading the University of Kentucky all the way to the championship in his only year of college. But both of those players had a ton of other talented players to help them get there. So what does Gola do for an encore? In his second year at LaSalle, the team failed to make it to a postseason tournament. So that was a bit of a disappointment, but he still averaged nearly 19 points and 16 rebounds per game. Those are still huge numbers, especially by the standards of 1953. Now, this is a good place to take a break, and I will be right back with the rest of Tom Gola's college career. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One Gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of unique Unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876, including t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, phone cases, mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com, R-O-W number one, for access to the full Row One catalog and for gallery prints and gift items, plus get a 15% discount off all prints on the Row One Pictorum Gallery with coupon code SHN15. Follow the link on the show notes. Hi, everybody. Dan and Andrew from Hello Old Sports here. We wanted to drop in and let you know about our latest episode. That's right. We interviewed the co-authors of Phyllis George, Shattering the Ceiling, a biography of groundbreaking broadcaster Phyllis George. And her life is really sort of a journey through 20th century America, from Miss America pageants to the Kentucky State House to the groundbreaking NFL Today show on CBS, even the Kentucky Colonels, the old ABA. We got into all sorts of stories about the Celtics under Red Auerbach, about the interview with Roger Staubach, about really all sorts of things, a fight between Brent Musburger and Jimmy the Greek. We really enjoyed talking with Lenny Shulman and Paul Volponi, who teamed up to write this book. The book is on sale right now wherever books are sold. You know, within reason, garage sales, probably not. So go ahead and pick up a copy today. And if you want a chance to win the book, you can go to sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways and register for a chance to win. Goodbye, old sports. Welcome back to the show and let us continue with the story of Tom Gola's magnificent basketball career. 
As I mentioned before the break, Tom Gola led his LaSalle team to the NIT Championship as a freshman, winning the MVP of the NIT Tournament. But in his second year, he was not able to make it to a postseason tournament at all. But in his third year, the team got better and Gola took his team to another level. As a junior, he averaged 23 points and 22 rebounds per game. He took that team all the way to the NCAA Championship where they defeated Bradley University 92-76. to And Gola was named the most outstanding player of the NCAA NCAA tournament. That in itself is an incredible honor. He is still the only player in college history to be named the best player of the NIT and NCAA tournaments. The entire season could not have gone any better. He was destroying the competition. He was scoring and rebounding and taking his tiny college all the way to the promised land. Now that left him with just one year of college left to play well and position himself to possibly be drafted into the NBA, which was only in its ninth season at the time. Even with all of the expectations and pressure on him, he led LaSalle all the way back to the NCAA championship game but they were not able to secure the trophy. LaSalle University, a small private Catholic school, ran into another small private Catholic school called the University of San Francisco. On paper, neither of these schools belonged in the college basketball championship game. Both schools had tiny athletic budgets because sports were not a big emphasis of the academic life at either of these two institutions of higher learning. But here they were. LaSalle, the defending champions, were led by Tom Gola, and San Francisco was led by the great Bill Russell. Russell, being three inches taller than Gola, completely neutralized him. Gola had never run into a player who could defend him like that. He was shocked. On the back of Bill Russell's defense, the University of San Francisco won that championship game by a score of 77 to 63, but Gola still made the all-tournament team. Now, it is no shame losing to Bill Russell, at least in the context of Russell's entire career. I mean, the man won two college national championships, an Olympic gold medal, and 11 NBA championships. But on that day in 1955, that was Russell's first championship of his career. But it did not diminish Gola's legacy. He still averaged 24 points and 20 rebounds per game for the season. For his college career, he pulled down a grand total of 2,201 rebounds. That averages out to 551 rebounds per season for four straight years. Now, today, 70 years later, it is still the NCAA record for most rebounds in a career. In fact, there is only one other player in history with over 2,000 rebounds, and he never even played professionally. It is a record that is unlikely to be broken. Any player who can grab over 500 rebounds in a single college season is likely to leave immediately for the NBA. There is no way a player like that is going to stick around a college campus to try to break Gola's record, not in today's basketball economy. But what all of this meant is that Gola was a highly sought after player by the NBA. Everybody wanted this guy in their team. Gola dominated college basketball like very few players ever had. He was a can't miss future NBA superstar. At least, that's what everybody thought. In the 1955 draft, the Philadelphia Warriors used their territorial pick to just take Tom Gola. I mean, if I had been running the Warriors back then, I would have done the same thing. He came into the NBA and averaged 11 points and 9 rebounds per game as a rookie, but he also dished out 6 assists per game. Those were solid NBA numbers. He missed his second year in the NBA because he was serving in the military, but he returned for his third year when he averaged 14 points and 11 rebounds per game. Those were also good numbers, but not out of this world numbers. It was not until 1960 when he made his very first All-Star game. 
That was the same year that the Warriors used another territorial pick to nab Wilt Chamberlain. Having Chamberlain on the floor left Gola wide open on most possessions. He had the highest scoring average of his career that year when he averaged 15 points per game along with 11 rebounds. Now, unfortunately for Gola, there is no way that he would ever put up dominant numbers playing next to Wilt Chamberlain. In the end, he went to five All-Star games with a career average of 11 points and eight rebounds per game. By any measure, that is a solid NBA career, but in many ways, it pales next to what he did as a college player. Now, while this is completely unfair to him, it seems that his pro career was a bit of a disappointment in the context of his college career. Now again, this is unfair to Gola. He was a solid pro, and he had a career that almost anyone could be proud of. Going to five All-Star games is is not easy, especially in the 1950s and 1960s when most players retired after only 10 years in the NBA. But because his college career was so over-the-top successful, he was still inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 1976. At one point, he earned the nickname Mr. All-Around because he was so good at every aspect of the game in college. But that name did not really stick in the long run. But that is the story of Tom Gola's college career. At one point, he truly was the greatest college player of all time. Now join us next week when we share the story of the rivalry between Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain. That's next time on Basketball History 101, part of the Sports History Network, the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com to find out more about this and other sports history podcasts. If you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And check out our page on Facebook. It's called Basketball History 101 Podcast. There you will find shorter historical posts as well as comments and discussion starters on today's game. I'll also announce there when new episodes come out. I want to thank my producer and editor, Jacob Loiza. Join us each week as we continue to mine the history of basketball for more great stories from the past. Take care and see you soon. <laughs>